Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to another edition of Free Men and a Little Virus. Yes, I'm Mark Cridland. I'm the one that tries to hold this thing together. And I'm joined by regular comedians. Well, I say regular, they're a little bit irregular. But they're Adam Morrison-Jones and Paul Tingey. They're the ones that bring the funny to this situation here. And this week, we've got some uh, interesting stuff to talk about, such as AMJ's move next door to a graveyard. And weird things might happen. Mm. AMJ's girlfriend, shock horror, she hates Dave the Elephant. And all sorts of things happen this week, so stay with us, stay with us on that. Uh, we also know Pizza Shop Robbery. Yes, how to defend yourself if your pizza shop gets robbed. Dave the Elephant, possibly do Makaton. Just imagine it, kids. Imagine it. Um, oh, the way that possibly AMJ could do some comedy to the public? There's an idea coming up. Uh, what else? Oh, Paul does his film review. Yeah, and it was uh, the film called Food Fight, which is an interesting film. Paul will tell us more. The Tooth Fairy as well. How much does it cost for a tooth nowadays? Find out more. So yeah, loads of stuff. Things about food as well. Hence, this week's show is called Feed Me. I'll give you a chance now to sit back and relax and enjoy the next hour and, and a little bit of um, weird and possibly funny bits. Enjoy. <sighs> so anyway, how, how are you guys? Very good. Very good. Uh, yeah, uh, it, I've moved house. I'm in the new the new room for recording and office work. Yeah, it sounds like you're in a toilet. Does it? I yeah, have, not, you're I have just seen. Oh, that's because he's not furnished it yet. It's just Is an it empty right? house. I very just, almost just a table uh, <laughs> and a, and a ghost. What? I almost bought the next door neighbour's house to AMJ, then remembered I can't get a mortgage. Uh, so You'd be impressed because it, it's a flat and I rent. <laughs> so I don't know how you were going to do that. Well, I was going to buy the house next door to you. Oh, well, you, I'm trying to think. The next house is in a graveyard. We're, we're like literally on the back of a graveyard. Ooh. Nice. I might actually be able to afford a gravestone, so... I don't know, they're particularly nice. Uh, I'll be honest, I, I've been looking at it most of the day today because uh, I thought oh, I'd something new to stare at. And uh, I saw a raven there, and uh, there's a, currently a Christmas tree there, decorated, so... Nice. What's going on in that graveyard? You can uh, you can pick your spot already. Yeah, well, I, I did look at Apparently they're not taking any more bodies, so... Really? Yeah, well, what is the cut-off point for that? I suppose when uh, they're full. Yeah, but, yeah. but how would you know that? Is the burying the same like it used to be? Because they used to just bury on top of each other, didn't they? Yeah, they don't do that anymore. People get upset. Do they not? Oh, I wouldn't no, mind that. Because um, there, there was talk about doing it in, in one of the local churches, moving all the, the bodies where people don't tend to the graves anymore and they've been there for three, four hundred years and the ancestral roots have lost, but keep conscriptions of the graves, etc., and move the bodies elsewhere. 
and then start using it for modern day burials. Ooh. It all kicked off, so but didn't do that. What, 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 a, what a cheery way to start the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if people were already depressed because we didn't put out a show last week, now it's even worse. It's, well, it's not that honest, bad. If you do need help, call the Samaritans. Yeah, just when Paul's not working. <laughs> yeah. Or you. Or, or me. Oh, Please dear. hold the line, listener. Your, pool is, your call is very important to us. Your pool is very important. That's a Floyd <laughs> slip, isn't it? <laughs> Please hold the line. I'm very important. <laughs> Narcissistic. Samaritans, yes. yeah, yeah. Don't worry about you, mate. Right, think about me. What, what's my voice sound like? Does it sound good? <laughs> Slime off for comedians going rigging up and hearing about the Edinburgh show. Oh, you don't have a nasally whiny voice, Paul. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, so, um, anyway, last week we didn't have a show because, nope. um, it's all Paul's fault. He went on a yeah. date, I went on a date. With a psychiatrist. <laughs> um, yes. Although, to be honest, I, I have spoken um, to four people who claim to have listened to the podcast, and they said the last podcast that we released was actually the best one because it featured me the least. And I did <laughs> remind them there was an episode where I wasn't in it at all. And they went, oh, which one's that? Because I've not listened to all of them. That's what yep. one of them said. Went, I'll look forward to that one. <laughs> but I love the way you say that like you were in it the least uh, children cover your ears now but you were in it the most maybe it's you that they just don't like you as a persona um, I don't know what you're about Dave and Geraldine are real the psychiatrist said it last week yeah Let's and without, without Dave and Geraldine Paul wouldn't have a comedy career it true that I'll, I'll be honest that stalled a long time ago <laughs> Don't worry, Paul. <laughs> We're about to go into a vintage age of comedy as I'm constantly telling myself on a day-to-day basis, stacking shelves yeah. at the moment. I'm thinking about <laughs> hiring out Pencester Car Park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What for? Dogging. <laughs> no, for driving comedy nights. Have you not... They're, they're huge at the moment. Yeah, Simmons did one, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got to have the right acts for them, though, as well, I think. Because yeah, it's Dave, get I'll... Dave to do it. Dave the Elephant? Yeah. yeah. I tell you what, if I could if I could get Dave the Elephant in person, Dave the Elephant would have his own vlogcast. He'd be on YouTube, he'd be on Instagram, he'd be on TikTok. He well, he would not be off social media, and I'd probably lose my job. Well, you're well, going to have to get him from, uh, from AM Jason. <laughs> Is is he still living with you, AMJ? Still living with me. Do, do you want to see the reaction that I'm going to get of telling my girlfriend that I'm going to give away this elephant? She hates it. Like literally, it, it, it's in the living room at the moment, and like it's kind of just ruining like a really nice, relaxing vibe. And just an elephant sat there, a real elephant in the room, looking at us. And I love Dave, but let's be honest, he does have cold, dead eyes. And it's kind of off-putting whilst watching the TV of just having an elephant. Sh- shall I get a reaction? Yeah, please do. Let's, let's do it. Nice. Bear with me just a second. There's a bear with you as well. I wish there was. There's an echo as well. Eva, I'm giving away Dave the elephant. 
Can you hear? Yeah, I heard her say brilliant. It made yeah. me laugh so much. <laughs> when, How do you feel about this? The elephant needs to leave, everyone. Oh. So at the end of the podcast, AMJ, can, yeah. can you just stand on the line for a few minutes? Um, because I'd like to hear Ava and Dave have a chat about yeah. her, un- uh, her unwillingness. Uh, e- Eva, not Ava, Eva, sorry. Um, I don't care, it's not my wife. Um, <laughs> and okay. she's not a fan of Dave, so I'm not a fan of hers. There you go. Dave. <laughs> uh, at the end, do you mind talking to Dave to say goodbye to him? Okay, all right, love you lots. You, you've never looked so happy. <laughs> 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 Just out of interest, Dame J. Yeah. Does ever listen to this? Uh, yes. Oh, well, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean what I said. I tried saying it for comedic value. Please well, don't hate me. As you know, everyone who has a podcast tells their friends and relatives and loved ones that they, they don't listen really. They listen to the beginning and the end. Well, my my wife listens to it mainly because I have to sit there editing it while she's there as well. So she listens to the edit, the full edit of the thing. So she hears all the stuff that doesn't go into the podcast. Well, my, that's the gold. Yeah. yeah, that's the gold. That's normally the gold that can get us taken to court, though. And that's the problem. Hmm. But my my my, my Uda half refuses to listen. Why? Why? Big. I tried. She stand, it can't her. stand your whiny, nasally voice. I think that's what it is. She hears it <laughs> enough when I talk to her normally. Because people go, "Why do you put on a silly voice when you do the radio and things?" So now that's my normal voice. I try and change it when I'm around other people. Yeah, in real life, it's quite a manly voice. He's like, "Good afternoon." I always just love the way that you, you've you've never played up your voice, Paul. So it like you've always sounded like Paul, and I really love that. <laughs> There's just something great about that. Like I would have really have loved you to give me a training session at one point, just to hear what you do with, with your voice. I do loads of my voice. I, 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 I'm because you know my job is is mainly talking to people as well. So I just feel so sorry for them. So sometimes I just do silly voices just to break it up for them. Well, 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 why not? <laughs> I mean, I've, um, I've done quite a bit of voice acting, so I've got different voices. But uh, yeah, let's hear some of yours, Paul. They're not great. You know, I've not rehearsed. Oh, is, no. I've not. I've not warmed up my larynx. Um, <laughs> but so when, when I do when I do food safety training. Um, are you aware of the danger zone? <laughs> what was that? Yeah, I've heard the song. Danger zone. Whenever danger. I say those two words, when it comes to food safety, it's the only way I can say it. And it's five to 63 degrees Celsius. It's the danger zone. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I, 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 like I like, that would drag me in. <laughs> exactly. I have to... Especially if I'm on the night shift, you're in a nice warm room. It's in the middle of the night. Tendency is people might start falling asleep. As soon as I throw in a danger zone, 
or a, whoa, did you know 80% of your load is taken by the nucleus? It gets them in. Sorry, I didn't spat coke then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what the hell? That, that's, <laughs> that's, that's manual handling. That's manual handling. Uh, oh, okay. I did, um, I did that. I, uh, it, funny the, you should the, say. The bad thing is, sorry, MJ, um, the bad thing is with, with the um, manual handling presentation, there's a phrase that I'm so scared I'm going to get wrong one day because the phrase is every year 60% of adults su- so this is all about back injury suffer annually I'm so worried that one day I'm going to go 60% of adults suffer an- a- a- annually <laughs> <laughs> they probably do though after a while it's a working thing on the bubble and I don't know if those figures are particularly right suffering annually I think anyone who's done any work has got a bad back right, in some form, haven't they? Yeah. Um, no one pays attention to them how to lift properly. Uh, MJ. Oh, here we go. That. Don't say that. That's my job. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but I mean, like, you train people and you do your best. I mean, like, you they learn listen. lots of stuff. They, oh, listen. I'm, I'm, they do yeah, this. Just thinking, right? When you, uh, you know, when, when you hurt your back like that, when you hurt your back, you make, you sometimes make a, a funny noise, a bit of a groan, which leads me on to a nice news story that I found. <laughs> no, no, that's stay with me. Stay with me. Steamless. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like the train it moves without steam. How is this? Ironically, that is how I've got a bad back because of Thomas the Tank Engine. What? I don't want to know. Uh, well, now we want to know. See, it wasn't a euphemism or anything. When we had him at a certain sure. holiday park, we used to have to get up at like half seven in the morning to get, let's call him Romuald the Tank on the stage. And uh, I, like a lot of the crew had been drinking the night before. I hadn't for once, which was slightly odd. And it took eight people to lift him up the first half of him because... It was a big steel train. He was about probably about seven metres long. And uh, I thought everyone had the weight and they didn't. And Thomas kind of just fell on me and just like pushed me to one side. And it took like a good 10 minutes for him to lift him off. But whilst he was on me, all I could see was his face just staring at me with his (laughs) Thomas the Tank Engine eyes. You know, like when like you're like really ill or feverish and you have like a bad trip or something and you just think, whoa, is this actually happening that Thomas the Tank is teaching me a lesson about my life? Six-year-old me would be terrified at that. And how old were you at that time? Oh, about 25. Uh, Life was going well. Yeah. Oh well, until that train. Yeah. Sorry, man. Did you have nightmares? Pardon? Before that, you were thin, I was thin. Yeah, like it. Probably more padding. Injury made you into a fat Robbie tribute act. It did. I don't think it was the back end injury that made me into a fat Robbie tribute. That was the stripy coat. That's all there is for you now. That's a stripy coat. That's what it does to you. That was laziness. That was around the same time I thought, you know what? I'm going to do a tribute to Michael McIntyre and just trimmed up a Beatles wig. Ooh. I only got to do that once. Never again. Did you really do that? Yeah. <laughs> Two ways about it. 
uh, a tribute to there, Michael McIntyre. Oh, sorry, what was you saying? Yeah, a tribute to Michael McIntyre. Absolute, the, the most scummiest thing you can do as a comedian. Is to do a uh, tribute act. I put to another comedian. Yeah, I'll one. tell you what. There, there's one comedian who's really famous and on the telly. Um, got his own little bit on BBC, uh, Sky One, Channel Four, Netflix. He's been in a few films. He does a good tribute act to all the open micers on the circuit where he gets his material from. Ooh. I will not See, name that person. Again. I haven't been to Whitehall for a while. I haven't been to Whitehall for a while. No, no, it's a nice part of London, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Anyone want to play blackjack? <laughs> right, the irony is, it weren't him at all. It was Lenny no, Edwards. That weren't Lenny Edwards. <laughs> right, I'll go back to this news story this? before before we get lost. Before Sorry, we get lost. Uh, yeah, so I was saying then about making, you know, if you hurt your back, you might make a funny noise, but it might sound a little bit like Chewbacca. Oh, is it, ooh, is it about the, the people who split up? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. This is a good story. The boyfriend and girlfriend, they split up. So uh, the boyfriend did something a little bit petty to get some revenge on his ex-girlfriend. And uh, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I love it. Uh, I mean, if I had that idea with my ex, I probably would have done the same. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome. So what he did was, uh, it's um, in Australia. So it's not even in the UK. But in Australia, yeah, the guy put posters all the way around town, you know, on the, on the telephone poles and that. Just asking people to phone in with a competition to win $100 with your best impression of Chewbacca. And the phone number was his ex-girlfriend's number. So it's absolutely brilliant. So, I mean, the, the girlfriend herself, she said, I, I, yeah, I was getting phone calls at really strange hours of the night, even about one or four o'clock in the morning, with people simply shouting rah, 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 down the phone and, <laughs> and give me my money. So it, it's brilliant. The, uh, she said, at first I thought it was a joke. Then I realized it wasn't. That's genius. Yes, that is apparently, a, that yeah. is a lad. But then again, she ended the relationship when she claimed to have found that her ex-boyfriend was messaging other women on Facebook. So if he was, he, he, maybe he might have been the guilty party anyway. We haven't got confirmation whether that's true or not, but he might have been the guilty party anyway at the end of the relationship and then did this anyway. I uh, message other women on Facebook. Yes. But my maybe, mums. Maybe it's my auntie. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I just... I think it's one of the most genius things. Like, it, it, no one gets hurt in that scenario, do they? Well, maybe him, but... <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's just a bit of fun. And to, talking of genius ways of thwarting stuff, mm. I'm, I'm learning from you, DJ Critters, of being seamless. Um, yeah. There's a guy who was robbing... It doesn't a work when you say, um, afterwards, so... Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning to be seamless. Uh... <laughs> thanks, thanks for picking up on the irony there, AMJ. In case the listener didn't. Oh no, um, no that's good. I'll, I'll give you that. You can have that. Mate, thanks. So in in Greenwood, Delaware, uh, there was a pizza shop being or pizzeria was being 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 uh, robbed. It's been robbed. How do you think? The shop owner stopped him from robbing his shop. 
Um, he, did he throw dough at him? Yes, he threw a pizza base at him. Oh, really? And, oh. Yeah, and it went over his head and he couldn't see where he was going. That's amazing. And the, the thing is, the guy who was trying to rob the shop approached him with a machete. Oh, he, nice. said, he said, I told him I didn't have any money and I threw a pizza at him, causing the machete wielding man to flee in a car. Is anyone else picturing Colonel Sanders trying to rub, rub him right now? I thought you said <laughs> rub him, Ben. Rub him. <laughs> he did. <laughs> with 11 spices. <laughs> I'm going to rub out your dough, boy. Um, <laughs> so the erotic hat job ever of just 11 spices. <laughs> Kentucky fried cock. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That, that was really uncalled for and a bit too. Uh, how rude. Blow the bell. I, I don't know. I don't even know why that's funny. <sighs> I'm just laughing because of how funny you found it. It's... It, uh. That's why most people laugh at AMJ, because he laughs and they laugh with him. Yeah, you're you're on to me. That is we have no idea why they're laughing. Exactly, it's just kind of a journey we all go on, and then we get off the journey. Kentucky <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fried Cock. Now we're getting off, and someone's rubbed one out. What's going oh. on this week? What's oh, going on? It, it's, turned in, <laughs> it's turned into like a seventies episode of On the Buses. It's right there. Uh, it's, a, it's a right old carry on. Hey, Mal, will be here in a minute. Tell <laughs> us not to swear, but Mal. to laugh. Oh, man, oh, yeah. <laughs> Is he still doing entertainment? Mm-hmm. Oh, bless him. He I'm is a... indeed. It wasn't that long ago, um, before lockdown, that he rang me up asking if I could uh, do a DJ set and if I had all the equipment. It was like, no, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> I love the idea of it being like an R and B night, and you playing like Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone. <laughs> yeah, you say what? Um, Five to sixty-three degrees Celsius. Hey, it was uh, it was All a back. few weeks back that I had a metal version of Kenny Loggins' song at the beginning of the rock out. Oh, yeah. I have to, I have to listen back to that. I've got. Yeah. Uh, I used to love Kenny Loggins' "Danger Zone" as a song. There was we used to have wrestling, like at John Fowler's for a short period of time. And once they left the ring, and I thought, like, wouldn't it be funny if we put on our own wrestling show? And I was like, I was quite chubby at the time, as I still am now. I thought, right, I'll come on to Kenny Loggins' "Danger Zone" in this leotard, and you, Pat. You come on to let's get ready to rumble, and we're have this like pretend fight. So uh, Patrick comes on to let's get ready to rumble, like with like a feather boa and everything. Everyone's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like psyching myself up because in my mind I'm Hulk Hogan right now. I'm thinking, <laughs> right, this is it. I'm gonna do this. So I've got like I've got this leotard on, this shirt that was rippable that I'd put holes in it so I could do the Hulk thing. And was like, yeah, 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 because I was going to get on there. We were going to like pretend to fight, and then I stood on the stage, and then do 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 do. Blobby, Mr. Blobby. They say it with the wrong track. Now to this day, I don't believe it at all. But they played Mr. Blobby as my play on, and because of that, 
I lost my wrestling stride and uh, yeah. and lost the fight. Did you tear your top off? I did tear or did the it top. just rip off your fat body? <laughs> it sure did. <laughs> of course, I identify as a fat person, so don't take anything offensive, anyone listening. Can you identify as a fat person? Um, uh, I can medically identify as morbidly obese. I don't really? Yeah, it doesn't sound cheery, though, does it? Well, I haven't no, seen you for a while, so... Um, I'm no heavier than the last time I saw I'm actually a bit lighter than the last time I saw you. Last Ooh. time I saw you, Critters, believe it or not, I was 20 stone. Blimey. Blimey. Yeah. Blimey. Well, I've been down. going to the gym. Now that the gym's actually reopened, I've been going uh, regularly. As I was there I've... this evening, just before doing this. Yeah, I've been there a few times since it's reopened as well. Ooh. The same one, the one that the you can go one. at any time. Yes, to get, get gain fit. your fitness. Yeah. Yes, that <laughs> one. <laughs> right. I, was upset. I was upset, Critters, when I found out you joined, because I joined from the beginning. I was like, oh, if I'd only was joining, I could have got myself for three months by letting him use me. Yeah. That uh, sounded a lot weird coming out of my did. mouth, and it didn't oh. <laughs> So, AMJ, have you been keeping fit? The last time I went to the gym was the Dover Ledger Centre, and I realised on that day it was being knocked down. Uh, I've got the photo that somewhere. Purpose for a joke, for get your little photo on Facebook, try and make it go viral. Paul, Paul, stop it! Stop! Stop ruining the magic for everyone. That's like telling someone how they do Uh, magic tricks. That's like going behind someone going, "He's not really soaring her enough. She's just laying with her legs slightly underneath." It's like telling everyone that Dave the elephant is actually a toy. Yeah, and he actually annoys my girlfriend. Dave the elephant's your girlfriend. (laughs) No, no. That's not a very nice thing to call your girlfriend an elephant. Well, it's something I didn't call. <laughs> and it'd be the weirdest dynamic I think ever on a kids show. I'm, I'm, gonna, Sorry, I'm, I'm, just ima- I'm just imagining Justin Fletcher having, having a gay relationship with, with Dave the Elephant. <laughs> it could work. I mean, it's liberal. It's out there. It's very um, woke. I'm going to work on my Justin Fletcher question. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Oh, I see. But, Sorry. Because I'm going to work on my Dave the Elephant impression as well. And you never know, in a few weeks' time, we might have what good fumbling um, tumbles that sounds like. Hello, hello. Oh, so we go. <laughs> How are you? It's yes. good to see you. Wink. Uh, he's quite good at teaching Makaton, so maybe he could teach Dave the Elephant some Makaton. And that would be good for the podcast, wouldn't it? Boys and girls. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, all the listeners now are going, what the hell is Makaton? Oh, I'm going, uh, also the amazing thing is elephants don't have hats. They do. They're just very big. <laughs> very big. Very big hands. Oh, I just... I just I don't know why the idea of an elephant doing Makaton is so funny, right? You could imagine it, couldn't you? I, I, I have, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Everyone out there, so close your eyes, children, and uh, and imagine an elephant doing Makaton, which is... If a 70s children's TV presenter tells you to close your eyes, children, keep them wide open. 
keep your hands out wide. <laughs> Allegedly. I, 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 I've had a bit of an incident. I, I don't know if we can use this story, but... <laughs> right. So Steve Walden gifted me some stuff recently because he was downsizing. And he gave me this bag. And he said, the thing is, Adam, like, I loved the show back in the 70s. And I bought this bag a week before he was convicted of anything. I went, oh, all right, Steve. And he did show me the bag at this point, and there had to be a bag which said, Jim fixed it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then was like, anything I want it, find someone who wants it. And uh, so, yeah, I've got this bag currently here that I'm about to gift to another comedian. Is there anything in it? Well, there was well, there was some uh, there was a few cassette tapes, uh, one of Ooh. Trevor Simon, one of Jesper Carrot, and then some big gorilla hands. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a weird thing. I'm looking at it now, just thinking I can't wait to hand that over in three weeks. <laughs> it is comedy gold. It's a really nice bag, but no. It could be worth a fortune. Uh, Randy B. Randy B. Who's that? <laughs> he is Mr. Randy B. He listens to the podcast. He told me he has. Oh, hello, I Randy. Think, How I are you doing comedian. today? I just wish I'd uh, asked him once upon a time just to come down are and you? Uh, play. Are you, are you still doing your nights? I will be once the government say I'm allowed to again. Yeah. Well, the, um, the pub quizzes are restarting. Well, there's meant to be. They are. There was one there last are... night. Okay. I was I was asked if I can do one tomorrow night, and I went, uh, no, busy. <laughs> there's there's a place that um, that wanted me to do one for them, but at the moment their insurance is not going to let them. Oh, that's nice. Um, I think they're going to get well, that wild, is it? No, they're just not uh, doing any public performance on their insurance at the moment. It's a bit annoying. Yeah. I suppose, like, if you run a business, you've got to look at the longevity in it. I'll be honest, I'm going bloody stir-crazy not performing. And like, I used to think it was all about the audience and this was an act. No, it's not an act at all. And it's very egocentric. Are Please, you, if anyone's um... listening, give me a kick. You should be telling jokes to people while you're stacking shelves. Uh, do you know what, though? I, I've been trying. I've had some good material from it. You want to get hold of the Tannoy system? <laughs> <laughs> Tannoy is a brand name. It's called a public address system. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be genius. I might just do that. Yeah. Everyone in aisle two is looking at you. <laughs> or, or Gold. Just... Just send them to aisles that don't even exist. I did it it on my last day when I worked um, for a supermarket. They they gave me free permission on my last day. I could just keep going to the um, public address system. And before I left, uh, my manager at the time came up to me and went, Paul, do you just want to do 10 minutes of comedy? I went, it's not very family friendly. He went, who cares if anyone <laughs> moans to say we sacked you? <laughs> what, what was your opening bit of material in the supermarket? Um, about 
it's my part about how I get annoyed with said supermarket because I don't let me borrow a wheelchair for a play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's strong. That's that's strong in uh, Morris. Did anyone yeah. um, no, it wasn't um it wasn't when I worked at Morrison's, it's when I actually worked at the um supermarket that I mentioned in that joke. Um oh. no one did complain, but I did get uh, three paid gigs off the back of it. That's all right, <laughs> nice. That was nice. Uh, when, when I used to get paid for comedy. Yeah, the only since. Um yeah, there was it was, it was actually a bit of time when I was getting a lot of paid work, but then I yeah. gave it all up to get a steady job. Silly idea. <laughs> well, support, to, be, to be honest, if he would have had paid work anyway, 2020's cleared everyone out. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's kind of like building a sandcastle and being really proud of that sandcastle and looking at it going, do you know that sandcastle? all my emotions, everything I've ever worked for, and then the tide comes in and washes it away, and all that's left is like a slurpy mess, and you've got to rebuild it again, because the tide's going to come back in, because nobody knows when. I'll be honest, in 2018, I I fell out of love with comedy. I was thinking about jacking it all in, um, mainly because people weren't coming to the night. And then loads of people started coming, and I performed my old 40 minute set and I loved it and I thought oh my goodness I'm loving comedy again I'm thinking about going through it again and this year I really thought about right obviously I'm still going to work but I'm going to do a load more gigs than what I ever used to do um, since being married so glad I didn't start doing that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird thing as well with that. Now, this was not the year to relaunch or do yeah. anything really. No one has really benefited out of this year other than mask making companies. And out of yeah. everyone, I feel quite sorry for Batman because if you look at him, the only bit that's not covered is his mouth. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking point. this the other day. Exactly. He is going to be sweating. This is the year. This is the year. For everyone that's just got really nice eyes, but the rest of their face is ugly. Well, do you know what, though? I fall into that category because I can. I think we're all all in agreement. I've got stunning eyes <laughs> and I can win anyone over. So it's all right for me. Like I, I'm gifted in that. It's well, just yeah. the rest of the face. It's the same I'm not going to lie, MJ. I'd say that's your worst feature. What, my eyes? Yeah. What or would you face? say is my best feature? But we face. No. <laughs> all, all of your features are your worst features. You know why, MJ? Why? Because you're so beautiful that there's no such thing as a bad part of you. It's oh. all perfectly brilliant, and that's why it's also your worst. I thought that was really nice. I kind of understand what you're on about, but at the same time, I'm really confused. It's like... Not as confused as my head is right now. No, it's all right. It's the eyes, mate. They do it. The yeah. eyes. Well, you have got beautiful eyes and all. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's sexy eyes that I have. Uh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Why even is this? <laughs> I think we're just boosting each other's confidence at the moment, aren't we? Yeah. Critters, yeah. you've got a lovely smile. Have I? And you I'm can't see it under the mask. Have to hide it in a mask. 
But do you know what? what? Your eyes are more beautiful than a sunset on a sandy beach and there's no rain and there's a clear sky and a picturesque albatross just breaking up the horizon. Where do okay. you write little notes to Zalba? Are they quite long-winded? <laughs> no. no. Uh, because I'm appreciating it. Like, I really right. like, but it, it, it quite deep in the mythology of his eyes yeah. and his smile and the word albatross. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think I've heard in about ten years since Rescue is Down Under. Or the Albatross song. Or the Alba Oh yeah, the Albatross song. Paul's favourite all time song. Or the rhyme of the Ancient Mariner by Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Again, I'm forgetting the demographic of our audience. What is our demographic? (laughs) Male. Yes. (laughs) Every single one of our listeners, according to our stats, are male. Really? So, um, so we need, know, we need, we, we we need some an, ladies. Uh, didn't we have an un, uh, unregistered or Ooh, unidentified? Possibly. I need to have another look see at, at uh, the oh. stats. But well, let's just say the majority are male. Oh, uh, unless, yes. of course, um, they've got their account on Spotify uh, like with the gender wrong or, you know, just mixed up. Who knows? Let's not start talking about genders. Too many people into trouble for that at the moment. If you are a man and you're listening to this and you know a woman or you see that, but if you're our target demographic, you probably hang out at Comic Con or something like that uh, and you've not seen a woman. Uh, but I only say if, if you ever do our see demographic a woman, is male because Spotify said 100% of listeners on Spotify were male. Yeah. <laughs> So, so you share this with your lady friends, please, yeah. gents. Yeah. Say, so listen but to it's these. It's really numbers. confusing because I had somebody that I know who's female said, really like the podcast. And I thought they might be lying after Fridland said that statement. And then when ah. I saw them again, they said, I can't believe how good Geraldine is. Well, you have to remember that Spotify is only one of the places that you can listen to this podcast because there are many different ways. You can listen on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, Deezer, Acast, TuneIn, Overcast, PocketCast and Breaker. So there's lots of different ways that you can listen. I like the PocketCast. James Acaster. Acast, yeah, I know. He's it not is. a good podcast. Yeah, we stop stop telling people other people's good podcasts. It, it, like, about women listen to that one. <laughs> Old sausage party over here. What? <laughs> Can you say that? I don't, I don't know. Like, I've never seen that film. I, I haven't. I tell you what, though. Like when I was working at like the English language school, there was a guy working with me called Tim, and. Uh, he went upstairs and it was film night and for some reason decided to put Sausage Party on for the kids, went off for a cup of coffee, <laughs> come back and was like horrified to what he had seen. <laughs> so yeah, he thought it was like a Disney Pixar film, but it weren't. No, no, it's not. But then I had a similar thing when I found a copy of The Human Centipede and it just said <laughs> Human Centipede on the DVD and I thought that sounds like a nice film about a loving human centipede. It's not. No Randy Newman. Oh, Talking of films, did we, uh, have we got a, a film review 
Oh, what, yeah. With what was what it? A film review. Yeah, what was it? What was you supposed to watch? Was it Food it was... Fight? Food Fight. It, it was, yeah. So, um, did you get to watch it? <laughs> I got to watch it. I paid good money for this Ooh. to watch it. Yeah, and um, what did you think? What did I think? Well, I, I was just leaving the pause so you could put the jingles in again. Don't forget um, the jingles that Dave and Geraldine made, which I'm sure you've um, cut out ready for usage. I might have done. It's time to listen to Paul and his nasally voice. He is so boring. It's Film Review with Paul. Can I just say before we go, I thought, because like obviously we were going to ask you what you thought of this film, I'd watch some of it back. I got six minutes in and thought, no, <laughs> I've not got it in me to do this again. That's it. I'm done. Like, goodbye. AMJ, I sat through the whole 90 minutes of it. 19 minutes? <laughs> An hour and a half of my life. Daddy, what, what? can we go play a game? No, I'm watching <laughs> the best film in the world. Can I watch it? No, I want to enjoy this to myself. Daddy, you're not even with me, son. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 was your, what did you think of it? Uh, I thought it's got a lot of bad press. I enjoyed it. Mm. And i tell you why. i tell you why I enjoyed it. I mainly enjoyed it because I was recognising people's voices. The film. Oh. So if you love recognising people's voices that are famous... This is a great one to listen to uh, and watch. Charlie Sheen is Dex Dog Detective. Hilary Duff, um, Christopher Lloyd, Doc from uh, Back to the Future. He's in it. He's Mr. Clipboard. Um, <laughs> Shelley Morrison. <laughs> See, you already know it's a winner. Uh, Jerry Stiller. Um, Jeff Bennett. These are just the voices. Are, there's loads of people in the film. Um, yeah, but, but you I, I could do that with a good it. movie. Ask me some questions about the movie, MJ. Right. Well, and Critters. I've never seen it, so... I'd, I'd... Yep. so yeah, you, um, can, you know how to ask a question. You're how good at that. would you rate the film um, or, you know, in general out of ten? With ten being the awesome film and zero being not awesome. <laughs> I don't think you're letting me go low enough, I'll be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Are we in the minuses, then? We're in the minuses. Actually, no, Charlie Sheen and Jerry Stiller saved the show. Um, And I'd probably put it at 0.002 out of 10. (laughs) The premise of the film is brilliant. The script was poor and the animation was poor. If they could have got a good script and a good animation, this could have been a winner of a film. Did you notice the animation changed slightly halfway through it? Like, it went from being all right. Well, not halfway through it, in parts. It was almost bearable. Yeah. In other parts, it was like when the animation slides used to run out. Yeah. Um, (laughs) In, in uh, flick books, if you made your own little flick book and the page got stuck, that's what it was like. 
It, 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 there was a lot of that. Do, do you know why? Because it, it cost £85 million. Pounds, it did. And then they invested it into like some dodgy company and then realised they only had like £3 million pounds and had to finish off this multi-million pound film. And I don't think it even took a million in opening week. Um, <laughs> do you want to know what it took in what? the whole entirety? Yeah. I, I, looked, I looked this up. Um, whilst I was researching the film, whilst it was downloading um, on Amazon Prime, I didn't download it illegally. Um, even if I did, I'd have asked for a refund if I downloaded it illegally. Um, <laughs> 73,776 US dollars. Blimey. That's what it took in its whole run. Out of an 85 million pound budget. God, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I own a copy on DVD. They officially put it as 45 to 65 million. Um, Because of that dodgy company you mentioned... They don't mention the $20 million they put into that dodgy company. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mention that. The, the other thing you notice as well, because uh, I was going to do it for a £1 film review, but uh, uh, they, they uh, it was meant to be released in like 2004, but they kept like putting it on the shelf, but all the advertisers had paid for all the characters in there already, so it had to be released. So that's yeah. why some of it looks so old because it was released like ten years late. Two thousand and twelve, it officially got released. Yeah, which no, is insane because it's it quite was, obvious. It was um, originally scheduled for Christmas two thousand and three theatrical release. Yeah, people, yeah. the kids would have loved that. To be honest, back then, and if they didn't completely mess up the animation. I think it would have been all right. You know, Daredevil Dan, I couldn't get enough of him. Could you not? He was the worst one. He he kept freezing. Like, you don't get that in Disney films, do you? Halfway through, Mickey Mouse just stares. (laughs) Unless you're having a bad trip. You never know. It it was just so... I mean, the plot is amazing. MJ, right. How can you say... The plot, I'll tell you what it reminded me of. It reminded me of Toy Story, Wreck It Ralph, and Night at the Museum. Because at night, at night time, that's when they all come alive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's Night at the Museum there. And that's the only quality it's got from Night of the Museum. Oh, <laughs> and, and Joe Stiller. Well, that could be any film. Like, 50% of films are based in the evening. No, no, they come to life at night, just like at night in the museum. Like Night Fever? No, Night Fever, they're alive all the time. Or Night in the Living Dead. I don't think you're taking this seriously, AMJ. Or Nightmare Before Christmas. AMJ, if you're going to be like this, I'm not going to do another film with you for you. I'm sorry, but we've got a good film for you. Have you? Go on. I was trying to. I was trying to see what there is. Well, what have you got then, AMJ? I don't know. Rampage originally. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rampage was uh, one that's uh, available on Prime for included yeah. in Prime as well. So with uh, with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No. After this load of old tripe. I mean, it was a really good film. Y- yeah, <laughs> really good. sounds like it. 
<laughs> what are you so defensive? They're not going to sponsor now. They've lost all that money. There's no point. I'll be honest, it's because I, I, I feel bad because, you know, that's somebody's love and work and, and passion. Wow. AMJ, all I'm going to say to you is dragon eggs. Well, <laughs> maybe so. Dragon eggs to you too. I understand what you're coming from. Yes. One day that would be the greatest stand-up routine ever. Dragon eggs to everyone. I've heard people do it, though. I've heard someone use that as a punchline a few months ago. Yep, I have as well. So, maybe we nicked it. Or people thought no one's ever going to think of a joke this bad. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how people write comedy? (laughs) This is so crap, it's definitely me. Yeah. Wow. Talking of dragon eggs, the and baby things come out of eggs, don't they? They do, Mark. Yeah, see what I'm going here. Uh, I've got a news story here, which is a little bit weird, about uh, a woman who uh, who gave birth, but she thought she didn't know she was pregnant, but she thought she just had um, flatulence or irritable bowel syndrome, because that's what the doctor told her. So she went on a seven-kilometer run Ooh. in Amsterdam, and then once she got home, she went straight into labour, and she didn't wow. even know she was pregnant. Just like, what the hell? So yeah, even the doctor said, "Oh no, it's probably just uh, stomach problems, you know, just irritable bowel syndrome." So even the doctor ladies didn't realise it was pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> so ladies' problems, and it was a ladies' problem because she had a baby. Imagine that not having anything to like prepare for the child as well, and also never see that doctor again. Yeah, <laughs> probably flatulence. Yeah, yeah, it's just wind. That massive bulge, it's just wind. <laughs> it's just wind. You'll be fine. Put your feet up. Have a good fart. Have a good fart. Um, <laughs> doctor... around and I prescribe you ten packs of Heinz. Ten packs of Heinz. <laughs> Other baked beans are available, but they're poor in quality compared to Heinz. I, I mean, my doctor was never great. He once prescribed me gravy granules for my diarrhoea to thicken it up a bit. <laughs> it's not my joke, but I like it. But, yeah. but how like it amazes me in this in this century that someone can just like tell a pregnant woman it's probably just wind. I know, but this was Amsterdam, and you never know. He oh. was probably high. Yeah, well, she she may have thought she'd see the doctor, but maybe she didn't. Maybe she was just talking to a tree. Maybe she well, was talking to a cat, and maybe talking to a cat. Yeah. So crazy cat lady gives birth. I always find it funny where it's going, surprise baby going. It's not that much a surprise, is it? Because nine months ago, something went in there. Yeah. What was it? Someone ordered the stalk. Someone ordered the stalk and just rocked up. Someone must have ordered the stalk for it to turn up on that day. I wonder where the idea for the stork comes from. It's such a weird concept, isn't it, that just a stork rocks up with a baby? Yeah, I mean, how it's... safe is that? Well, my so... grand... <laughs> how safe is that? Just this poor baby, like, oh, oh, crap! <laughs> <laughs> although, although the baby wouldn't have any sense of danger, so, you know, they don't care. My, my gran used to tell my dad that she found him under a cabbage leaf. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a, a common one. That's Chloe, quite nice, though. How strong 
are storks to be able to carry babies in in their bills? I think it would be more like an albatross-based stork. It would be like a strong, <laughs> robust stork. Like, I, I don't think these are uh, average run-of-the-mill storks. I'll be honest, I think they're more eagle-like. I think eagles are stronger than albatrosses, powerful and... Well, I would. Why they go with eagles? I'm a bit sad that we live in like an era now where we're getting rid of like these fantasy characters, like the stork. Like no one's really telling anyone about that. Is there any other characters who are slowly mm. slipping away? Uh, the tooth fairy, Dave the elephant. Dave the, elephant. The, the tooth fairy, I think, is still quite prominent. How's uh, your dealings? I think the tooth fairy is getting a bit too um, commercialised. You know, it's costing more and more money. When I was a kid, it'd be like, yeah, put the tooth under there, and if you're lucky, you might get a 20 pence piece. Yeah. Now, it's it's put your tooth under there, and then and, and put your card reader, and then when, the, when, the, <laughs> when she turns up, she'll put 10 pounds in your bank account. <laughs> what? Make sure it's tax deductible. Yeah, and only, only contactless, of course. <laughs> See, it's weird. I, why is the going rate for a tooth nowadays? Like, I don't have any kids, so... Well, oh, oh, it's over to you now. Over to me. So I get upset if it's more than 50p, but I got told that I was a Scrooge for suggesting 50p. Um, <laughs> I know it's more than that. When I was a kid, it was 50p. You did you get 50p? <laughs> yeah, inflation. <laughs> it's a check as well, isn't it, from the two fairy? <laughs> I wish my wage counted for inflation. Um, you know, you do work at the balloon factory. <laughs> I, I was going to say I work up and I was working the blow up doll factory, but that's much more family friendly. Thank, thanks, MJ. Um, <laughs> so the the tree, but I never let her down. Hey. Um, but now I fill her up. I reckon. I reckon anything <laughs> more than a coin. Is too much. I think like two, £2 pounds should be coin. the most. That's that's yeah. it's absurd amount of money. I want but children to spend it on sweets, which then ruin their teeth even more. Yes, yeah, so it's they can get two pounds quicker. <laughs> yeah. But so what are you going to spend like, two pound on in twenty twenty? Like as a kid, like surely, not many places take cash, so you know, no you have to Save it. And what what do kids buy now? Like what do children buy? What with, with their two fairy money? Drugs. Well, well, Drugs. Well, might be where you live. Reality. I remember having a visit from the two fairy once when I was a young lad, and she knocked your tooth out. Well, she she I I didn't get any money when she first visited, but I got a teenage mutant ninja turtles toothbrush and some milk teeth. Do you remember that? Like, yeah. 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 We use that for uh, John. Ah. Who is my youngest child. Yep. Nice. Yeah. That's a nice thing, isn't it? Like, maybe gifts are the way for the tooth fairy. Well, I suppose it's, uh, yeah, they don't have to worry about what to spend the money on if you already got, got it for them. Exactly. Here's, here's a might... nice iPad. <laughs> my, here's, a, here's a Rolex. But my friend gives fifty pounds to what? their child for their teeth falling out. That's he mental. is incredibly rich, by the way. 
can he give me fifty pounds and I'll come round and knock out his teeth? Just <laughs> <laughs> think you understand. Oh, okay. Does it, do his kids just purposely pull out their teeth just to try and get some money? If he was my uh, dad, I would have just taken a cricket ball to the face a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you already did. <laughs> well, to be honest, that's, that is how I broke my nose the first time. I was oh. I was about four or five years old, and as I my I was in the park with my bigger brothers who were um, mid-teens at the time. They were playing cricket with a proper wooden ball, Ooh. and one of their friends hit the ball quite hard with the bat and it went straight on the end of my nose. <laughs> I said, oh, ouch, because I didn't know swear words back then. How old were you then? I was about four or five. Oh, see? And then uh, how old were you when you broke your nose the second time? Uh, eight. And how was that? I got kicked in the face. You're a very um, accidental-prone uh, child. And uh, um, it was during a scrum. Uh, um, you did play old games of football back in the day, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I then broke my nose um, when I was nine, third time. Then the doctor broke my nose when I was ten. I think, I, broke my, I think I've broken my nose seven times in total. But of course you can't actually break your nose because there's no bone there. It's just a reconfiguring of the cartilage. Was it yeah. the same doctor who told that woman she just had gas? Yeah, yeah. Because he sounds legit. <laughs> yeah. I think you go to that doctor. Oh, I think you got bad spirits in that nose. I need to hit it. <laughs> you got bad spirits in that nose. <laughs> you need to be healed, boy. <laughs> uh, the whiskey's off on oh, no, a different kind of spirit. I really want to see a doctor who, who feels like it's, it's possession. I've, I've got a bit of a headache here. It's bad spirits in your head. Let me sort that out for you with this drill. Ooh. I, I don't know what happened. Call, call the vicar. Call the rabbi. Call whoever you need. <laughs> you don't need a doctor. You need an exorcist. Get him, get, get him to the gym. He needs to be exercised. Uh. <laughs> I was I used to be fascinated by exorcists. Like when I was young, for a while, I wanted to be an exorcist. I I actually yeah. know a couple of my friends have performed exorcisms. They are vicars. Yeah, um, after all, but yeah, Ooh, that's pretty did they, cool. Did they work? Well, one of them didn't pay, so uh, he got his house repossessed. Uh... Hey, that's that's. You should try comedy. Uh, That's a good gag. I like that. Thanks. Yeah. Write that one down. That goes oh, in the good. Goes in the good. Well, I, I have said that joke when you've both been in the audience, so thanks for paying attention. He's yeah, yeah. just got again. so much material. <laughs> we will. It's, it's all right to do the same material again and again. Trust me. Just, just give it a couple of weeks. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to do all this new COVID stuff I've been working on. Uh, I think people will be sick of it by the time it happens. Well, they will be sick. Did I, did I tell you all that I found a list of things that I wanted to accomplish before I, I like, grew up? I think you mentioned it, but I can't remember if you said about it. So, I've, I've yeah. got it here. I did a list when I was 
I'll need to check the right age on it because my mum read it down the phone and I typed it up. And they went, do you want me to throw it away? Going, no, why are you Northern? It's called 10 Things I'm Going to Do When I Grow Up. So right? when did you write this? I was 10. And it, 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 I send you, I send you a picture. It's got a picture of me on the Mailview steps as a 10-year-old underneath went, the list. I went of... to that school as well. Did you? But only until the age of seven. Oh. Because then, cool. then we moved house. And I went to Barton uh, instead. Uh, that was I did this. School. Mm. What school did you go to, Paul? Melbourne County Primary School. Ooh. Then they tried really badging it to Community Primary School. Yeah, now it's not. And even. now it's shut. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's when you don't go, we save this. You can't save it. What you need is an exorcism. Get rid of all those bad educational spirits. <laughs> I just, I just seen the Ew. picture that that Paul sent in our little group. What's he said? Uh, yeah, here's your delivery. Thank you, male man. Yeah, you're welcome, female woman. <laughs> so, yeah. <sighs> Gender stuff. Anyway, back to your list of things that you need to get done by the time you grow up. So, number one was to get a blue Peter badge. Uh, can't do that anymore because you need to be under the age of fifteen ebay or you can buy it on ebay well i thought that but i really want to earn one mm. and invent a time machine go back to when you was 14 then you can earn one until yes. then stop your whining fair play you, you you're still working for the samaritans <laughs> right N- number two animate for disney could still happen yeah you never um, know to be honest mj after watching fast food um food fight <laughs> It's it's possible that you can animate for Hollywood, mate. Yeah, get in. Uh, number three is to create a comic book character. I already started on one at that age, so who got stolen by Nickelodeon? I don't really want to talk about it, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I created SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. His name was Shreddo the Shreddy. Now, he looks very similar. To SpongeBob SquarePants, some would say. Shreddy could have been in, uh, in Food Fight. <laughs> he could have been in Food Fight. Some come full circle. <laughs> he could have been in the film for twenty seconds and only moved four frames. Oh, I could animate Shreddo the Shreddy into Food Fight. Do a comic, <laughs> and then I've got two of them done. Yeah, brilliant. This has worked perfectly. Also, he was nicked and used for SpongeBob SquarePants. A lot of you will listen and go, that never happened, but it did. Uh, number four, make a pop album. Ooh. You've done that. Yeah. It wasn't good, but I made one. Number five, go to America. I've been to America. We're going in November to New York. If you're uh, allowed to. Well, if we're allowed to. And it's also booked during the election. Oh, <laughs> nice. Number six, be on EastEnders. Do, 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 do. I I'll tell you do. what. Look for some extra work. It'd be easy to go on EastEnders for a bit of extra work. He's always looking for extra work. Wow, especially at the moment. Uh, number seven was being only fools and horses. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No. Never. no. Actually, they keep bringing it back, don't they? You've still got a chance. Number eight is quite a hard one on these lists of like little fun things. Open a feed park. Okay. 
Well, you could go along and cut the ribbon on the new one that they're planning on building in Kent. That would yeah. be pretty impressive. See, you I... could be you could be the celebrity because you're famous because of comedy in this podcast. <laughs> that would be it. They're not going to start building for another couple of years, so you've got plenty of time to uh, to get big. Up the game. Well, I remember the wow. look on people's faces when I turned on those Christmas lights. I, that, there was disappointment there, let alone opening a multi-billion <laughs> pound was that, was that the year that there was no celebrities at all? Oh, yeah, that, that was and, the year. And, uh, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Horrible of just them looking so disappointed. They wanted to see someone from EastEnders. Yeah. And to be well, honest, the, it... the year I done it, um, I synchronized my tu- my clock and my watch and my phone with the town planners who said it'll turn on at six, make sure it's done by six o'clock, make sure you start the countdown at ten two. So I had to shut the mayor up. And go, it's time for the countdown. Ten, nine, got down. We all know how countdown works. Got down to zero, didn't turn on. Oh, we'll have to do the countdown again then, won't we? Start the countdown. Halfway through the countdown, it turns on. And the town councillor comes up to me and goes, Oh, I forgot to say that we put the clock back 15 seconds just in case you overran. That don't surprise me. Like, it. I, I remember one year doing it and the audience were like, yeah, 10, 9, and then get into one. And then everyone was cheering and going crazy. And like, like it had all gone off, like the confetti had gone off. And then weirdly, five minutes after that, a big clock appeared in lasers with 10, 9, 8, <laughs> seven. I was like, he's not even listened like we've done this. <laughs> He's yeah. 30 seconds out. How bad are you at being a lighting and sound technician where you haven't realised the countdown's happened? And that was the year when they were getting paid a lot of money, those people. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah, got so... paid nothing again. Yep, yeah, like normal. Um, right, how far did we get in your list, AMJ? Oh, sorry. So, number nine, is, this one could still happen, fight crime. Okay. <laughs> number ten, if this does happen... I'll be impressed. Like if it if it did happen, it would really make my life. But I don't think it will. Uh, meet Stan Lee. Well, don't think it's going to happen. When you go to New York, take a detour down to Hollywood Walk of Fame and see his see a star. Aww. I'm going to do it. What I'm going to do, guys, is I'm going to achieve this list or attempt to do that. Well, I'll give you maybe the next 50 years to get it done. I'll be dead. You never know. I'll be 84. Yeah? There you are, you said you'd be dead. Well, fair play. I'll still be 84 if I'm dead or not. Yeah. No, you won't. You'll be the age of which you die at. No, that's you don't carry on aging when you're dead. No, I'll be 84. You well, yeah, of course you keep aging when you're dead. No, of course you don't. You're dead, mate. You're no, dead. you don't. No, 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 you're not. You're, everyone's you're... dead, Dave. Everyone's dead, Dave. Everyone's dead, Dave. Talking to Dave, <laughs> actually, um, I think I think we're going to have to uh, to wrap up for this week, and I think Dave wanted to say goodbye to uh, to AMJ's girlfriend. Oh, I'll go get her. She, she, she she's not fiancé, is she? No, she's... <laughs> <laughs> Eva? What?
So, uh, Eva, Dave would like to say goodbye to you personally. Okay. Oh, hi, Eva. I just want to know, I've, I've loved watching you the past few months with my cold, dead eyes watching, <laughs> watching telly. I think you're a very beautiful lady and AMJ's a very lucky man, but he's got beautiful eyes. I hope you get lost into them like I get lost into your eyes too. It sounds a bit pervy, but it's meant to be complimentary. Okay, thanks. You're going to miss him. Yeah, maybe not so much. Maybe I'm a bit freaked out and quite bad. Uh, are you more freaked out now? Yeah. I'll be honest, you did say brilliant earlier when you said that I was leaving and that <laughs> hurt my feelings, but I won't let that mar the special times that we've had. <laughs> I feel the special times are one way, Dave, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think that you did get the most out of it. <laughs> sure. Well, Dave, you get to live with Paul now. Uncle Paul. Oh, do I? Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I can't wait. And, and, and unlike you, he might let me have social media. Well, it's his problem now. How does Paul feel about that? I can't. I can't wait for this to happen. Yeah. How does, can I, how does Paul's wife big... feel about this? I think she'd be relaxed and thrilled, knowing that the psychiatrist was correct. That Dave <laughs> is real. I'd, I'd quite like to hear Dave release like a single or a song at some point. What do you think, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a cover. Of uh, Orville's uh, I Wish I Could Fly. <laughs> Nelly the Elephant. Oh, I think that's Nelly a the idea. <laughs> I think we need a classic duet, and I'll do it with Geraldine. Okay, what, what duet then? Well, you're the music man. You tell me what a good duet. I'm just a two-foot-two rump of an elephant. What about the Elton John and what's their face one? Kiki D. That's it. <laughs> Don't go smelling my farts. Yes, yeah. Think right. I'll tell you what. We get that planned for next week. And uh, maybe uh, Dave and Geraldine can do it live on air next week. That would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be really... I'm really looking forward to that next week. Yeah, that should be great fun. So I think, I think we'll leave it there then. So Dave is going to go and live with Paul. So that'd be nice. How was Dave Bye, getting MJ. I love you. Goodbye, Dave. Bye, Dave. Bye. I pack my trunk and off to Liverpool because Eva thinks I'm bloody weird and that's a bloody shame. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. She sure uh, does. Musical Insights.